It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Welcome back. Closing time on your Wednesday afternoon. Cocktail hour has arrived here on The Drive. Be safe driving home. Yep. And we have uh, Tucker uh, Harlan <laughs> in with your top five of five. Tucker, take it away. Thank you, Bear. At number one, Tennessee continues its SEC schedule with a contest against LSU and Thompson Polling Arena at Food City Center. Tip-off is at seven, and the game airs on SEC Network. Kevin Fitzgerald, John Sunvold on the call for you. Vols are favored by 13.5 in that game. Every time he calls you Tucker Carlson, you should get to call him Boar. I should just... Eh, maybe. No. What? Or Spore. Just say it's an accident. No. Uh Uh-uh. Go ahead, Tucker. (laughs) All right. At number two, some breaking news for you. Nick Saban will be pursuing a television career (laughs) post-retirement. He will join the college game day lineup. We'll help out at SEC Media Days and the NFL Draft. Oh, God. We're going to have to see his smug. I, I, just, I don't, I'll never like him. <laughs> I begrudgingly admit he's an incredible college football coach, but I, I don't have to like him. Dirty. Dirtiest player in the game. He retires. You think you're getting rid of him, and now we're going to get more of him. Yeah. He better be fair. That's all I'm going to say. He better not get up there and sheep it up for Alabama. Oh, wait. He has an office in their stadium. That's right. This is going to be a joke. Oh, okay. At number three, Zakai Ziegler is a member of the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year watch list as announced Wednesday afternoon by Atlanta Tip-Off Club. The list includes 15 players from across the country. Janai Broom from Auburn is the only other SEC player on this list. Uh, some other ones you might know, Kevin McCullough of Kansas and Zach Eady is on the list. Oh, wow. The seven foot six freakazoid is uh, apparently good at blocking shots. You yeah. don't say. Yeah. You know, he could just stick his hand running up there. Anything else they want to just go ahead and hand him this year, award wise? What? Because uh, I've been trying to piece something together here. What? Like, is he just sitting here so he can take all the awards because he knows he's not going to do anything in the NBA? Yeah, probably. He's probably got like, a pretty sweet NIL deal up there at Purdue, too. Through Edie? Yeah. He does, but, I mean, do you see him being a starter in the NBA? No, no. no. That's what I'm saying. Boozy. He's not going to be able to keep it. And he ain't going to get the calls in the NBA that no. he gets in college. No. Absolutely not. No. And there's some dude, there are some bigger dudes in the NBA that can. They're a lot more athletic than he is. And they can score from, you know, outside six feet. It still blows my mind. That kid was like a baseball phenom. Yeah, baseball and hockey. When he was a kid. He played. And then he grew like Ho- a foot Ho- in hockey? one year. Yeah. Yeah, hockey. 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 He's, he's from Canada. Russ and I saw him over that IMG game, and he he could barely walk coordinated still at that point. He was young. I think it was like his sophomore, maybe his junior year. He's already like 7 1, though. Mm. Massive. He's tall. Oh, give him all the awards. Oh, Twitter me. 
At number four, SEC basketball season rolls on tonight. The second chapter of the Basketball Iron Bowl is on ESPN2 at 7. Number 16, Alabama heading down to number 12, Auburn. Tennessee's next opponent, Texas A&M, travels up to Missouri, which it beat in College Station already this season. And you got the Battle of the Bulldogs in Humphrey Coliseum between Georgia and Mississippi State. And Humphrey. The hump. Humphrey. Be interested to see the uh, Iron Ball. I really wish I, that's going to be a it's going to be a flipping back and forth kind of night. Oh, you, really? I can't do that when Tennessee's on. As soon as it goes to commercial, I, yeah, maybe go check on it. Yeah. You just eh. can't be on Twitter. Well, that's on ESPN, right? ESPN two. Okay, so that game will run over. So at least, if it's a good game, at least our game will probably end before theirs, and then we can hip over there for the uh, the ending. Last couple of minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, at number five, a British man recently proposed to his girlfriend with the use of a tattoo on his thigh, which required him to pull his pants down during the proposal. The huh. man said he had his trousers down to around his ankle. He got a 10-inch tattoo of a cartoon sketch of the proposal with the words, Marry me then, with boxes to check yes or no. And in case you guys are wondering, she did say yes, despite the uh, fact that he did not get on a knee to propose. And, Marry uh, me then? Yeah, dot, dot, dot. What a romantic. That's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's, it's like, a, I mean, that's it's like British Florida man right, type right, right. level stuff. Marry me then? Like, say it with some confidence, bro. Yeah, never got in trouble. I mean, I- and they say romance is dead. <laughs> Nothing says love. How'd you, how'd you propose? We are a week from Valentine's Day. Some things remain private, Bear. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, no, I, it was just, I, it was a, just a, it was a private ceremony. I, I'm going <laughs> to assume you did not take your did you go on one knee? pants down and reveal a tattoo. Really? Yeah. I didn't go to one knee. Hmm. It's like a rule. Nah, mine yeah. punched I, me in the mouth. I had to be master remi- to marry me. I swear to God, <laughs> I had to be reminded that that's a thing. I was kind of nervous. I was like, "Will you?" She's like, "You gotta get on one knee." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're right." Yeah, but it worked. Yeah, it worked. That's all that matters. What do you think? What are you? How are you gonna go? You pictured it yet? <laughs> I gotta talk to somebody first. That's on you, bro. There's. I don't know if you know this. There's plenty of women out there. I'm aware. You, you, you get nervous? You know what? what? In honor of Valentine's Day, we're going to get you going in Captain oh, Romance's uh, love boot camp with Captain Romance, Russ. He'll be your guide. Should we take Tucker out somewhere? Yeah, that's just what we need to do. Uh, yeah, uh, 50, I agree. 50-something longer, you know, and a couple of married Married dudes in their late thirties and early forties going to take no, out a twenty year old and I'm show him how it's done. I'm not saying we're like we're like on his coattails, like hi, this is my friend Tucker. Just like observe the room, point out to Tucker, give him some advice, some pointers, how to talk to her, how to start a conversation, how to keep a conversation going, how to get her interested. I feel how, like we can how do, to we look interested, we, but not too interested. Don't. It sounds like work now. I'll give him guidance from the you know One night. the confines of the drive, and then he can take it out in the field himself. You ever done a dating app? I've not done a dating app. I don't blame you. Dude, I'm telling you. Put on some jeans, some tennis shoes, and a t-shirt. Let's go out to a rock club on a Friday night and get hammered. Smashed! Hmm. Let nature take its course. I promise. It'll happen. 
Is that it? That's it. All right. That's our love lesson for the day. Jeans, tennis shoes, and a shirt. Don't forget it. Let me just go out. No, I agree with that. We got to get this guy out. Get in the rock club. Rock club. Yeah, like a lot of just music. Go to a show. Yeah, I actually I don't disagree with that. Like Mill and Mine. Cra- crowded spot. places where there's loud music and dancing. Mm. How are you dancing? You don't That's... have to be good at dancing. That's what the crowd. You just yeah. Do you have rhythm? I can't say I do. Mm. You can't. Can't do that. Can you move your hips a little bit? I mean, don't don't feel bad. You definitely are not the first person on drive to have no rhythm. Yeah. This is just great radio because they can't see me attempt to move my hips at all. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Uh, not quite <laughs> as bad a rhythm as Chance Collins, but it's probably close. Uh, no need to go to the breaking news desk. We didn't really even talk about it on this show, but apparently – uh, Tennessee defensive line coach Rodney Garner will not be going to Auburn. He has yeah, decided I mean, to stay. It just stay. seems like the point he's at in his career. Yeah, his, I agree. His, uh, it's his, he's got girls. Is that correct? Yeah. His daughters are here going to school. Um, I mean, he's incredibly well thought of, and, uh, and I'm sure, and if they're not, they need to. I'm sure yeah. he's, he's very, very uh, nicely compensated. He's got – the best INL, you know, arguably the best NIL program um, in the nation. He's he's got plenty of talent to work with right now. So. Well, that's what, that's what I was going to say. Like you, you've spent the last three years building this thing, and look at the talent he's assembled on that defensive line. I'm not letting somebody else come in and you're take gonna, credit for leave, how great they are next year. You gonna, are you going to pass up a chance at it? You know, polishing up Pierce for the NFL? Hell no. I'm not. I'm not giving him to somebody else. No. I recruited him last year and the year before. That's on me. Wait from a pup. Wait till you see what he does in his final year at Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I got Jordan Ross, Shandavy, and Bradley, and all these other guys right behind him. No, we're ready to go. He also gave you an awesome phrase from the uh, coaching cliche compilation bear. Now, which one was that one? Talk is cheap. You got to walk the walk. <laughs> that's right. He's old school. I was gonna say he's very old school. That <laughs> yeah. sounds. That's that sounded so Rodney Garner. It hurt. Yeah. But Ronnie Gardner's one of those guys, man. Usually the teams he's the staffs he's on are successful. They went a lot of every staff he's been on's won. How many natties does Rodney have? Oh, I'm not sure. I was trying to think. He's been he's been here, Georgia, Auburn. He's been here twice now, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. When was he here in the nineties? I'm pretty sure he built the ninety eight team. That's why we had like Dion Grant, Jamal Lewis. Like he went down to Georgia and got a bunch of those guys. Yeah, I, st- I still cannot believe that we went in uh, Atlanta and walked out of there with Jamal Lewis. I think arguably, I people will say I'm crazy, but I put him right up there with Herschel. Oh, I do too. If he doesn't tear the ACL in '98, I mean, I, I think he's up there in that conversation. He just didn't get the run as a freshman early, and we'd already lost a game. And back then, obviously, if you lost a game, you were done. But I've, when he was healthy as a freshman, I've never seen someone run like that. It was a little bit different than Herschel and Bo. It was just, it was violent, but also quick and fast. And it, 
I mean, you saw it when he got to the NFL. Once he got healthy in the NFL, he, I mean, damn near broke the single-season record. Yeah, he's, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. I, I can make an argument he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but um, it just he was – I put him right – like I said, I put him right up there with Herschel and Bo as the, one of the greatest running backs to ever play in the conference, and he's a borderline Hall of Famer at the next level. So, But with that being said, I tell you what we'd say. When Russell's gone, the phone lines pop. They do. Like to welcome in uh, Corn Pop the Time Cop. Corn Pop the Time Cop. Wow. Kronos. Kronos. Tucker Ca- Carlson's dad. <laughs> Captain Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, how are you, sir? Doing good, gentlemen. Uh, Tucker, uh, are you going to be uh, Trump's VP or? <laughs> I can't answer that question. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Tucker, I'm looking forward to the interview with Putin. Um, you show a lot of moxie going over there. Time like this, uh, um, are we? Were y'all talking about Jamal Lewis? I was calling when y'all were. Yeah, just where? Yeah, oh, just okay. some of the, some of the players Rodney Garner's gotten over the years have been pretty outstanding. Yeah, Mark. I caught that on the top five. Uh, I didn't even uh, think he didn't even realize he was considering. Um, I'm I'm certainly glad he's staying. Uh, I don't know if it I was considering Jamie more than Auburn. Desperately wanted him. Yeah, Yeah. they wanted to come after him. So, man, I don't blame him, bro. I tell you what, I remember the success we had when he was here during the '90s. But I just remember, you know, our success was was all over the field. So I didn't realize just how good he was until he's come back for this latest uh, installment. Our front freaking four is nasty. I mean, uh, not just as a position coach, but just his recruit. He recruited. Um, two of the best players at their position in in conference history, and Deion Grant and Jamal Lewis. Who else was it? Houston. He pulled Cozy uh, Coleman. I was going to say Cozy Coleman. Uh, was Travis Stevens Maybe not Darwin also from Walker? Georgia? I thought he was from Florida. That was Travis Henry. I know. Was Travis? Stevens? Uh, that's right. Travis Henry's from Frostproof. No, Travis. Travis Stevens is from Tennessee. He's from uh, oh. Where is he from? It's over. Um, yeah, he's from Clarksville. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's, he was only five eight. Hmm. Dude, he's fast. Yeah, man. I I loved watching uh, Travis Henry just bowl over people, but man, there was just something about Stevens. Man, maybe it was the fact that he just ran up and down the field on Florida in '01 when we were eighteen and a half point dogs. Never forget that night. Yeah, Jamal Lewis was. He was just on another level, though. He's like a oh yeah, dude. Earl Campbell, Eric Dickerson, Barry Sanders. Golly, man, he was Emmett's. He was a he was a cut above. I mean, you I know you, you, Barry. You brought up some names to compare. You know, coming through the conference. You know, um, I don't think it's sacrilege to to compare him to Bo Jackson. He, I don't know. They both had you know they both had get away from you speed, and they both. They both can uh, get around you or go through you. Yeah, Your the only choice. thing I'll say about Bo, Bo is the is the greatest. I think he's the greatest athlete that's ever lived that I saw. Yeah, like in person. I don't. I don't think there's been a better athlete. Were Bo and Rodney Garner teammates at Auburn? Because they probably played together in the mid '80s. I think Garner might be a little bit older. 
you know, every time we mention Bo Jackson, I like to remind uh, Tennessee fans that Sports Illustrated came here to do a to do a spread on him uh, when they played and ended up putting up. I guess it was Victor Peppers on the cover of that issue of SI when we made him quit. No, no, it was Tony. No. It was T. Rob, Tennessee Waltz. Tennessee Waltz. Yeah, but uh, who was on? Who made the cover? Wasn't it one of the guys in the defense making a no. pick, or maybe that was the spread? It was. It might have been the spread picture, but the cover was Tony. Yeah, they called it the cover Tennessee was Waltz. Tony You're with right. him with the ball in his hands. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And you know what's weird is, if I'm not mistaken, I think Chuck Long from Iowa won the Heisman that year. What? And didn't Bo win it? Either did I, Bo didn't get out of college without winning the Heisman. No, he won the Heisman. I think Chuck, yeah, but I think Chuck Long won it in '85. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think so, Jamie. No, am I, am I off again? Oh, man, I don't think Chuck I, Long won it. Am I did flipping? He? Maybe in an alternate yeah, universe, dig. He's never been on the Heisman <laughs> House. Tucker, Google. I'm looking right now. Um, big, big SEC matchup tonight. Can't wait, guys. Um, Auburn, Alabama. It's going to be a good one there. Uh, down on the plains, I'm joking, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I'm. Um, you know, I called the uh, the easy money against Alabama a couple weeks ago during the snow. Uh, I think it's time to throw a little bit more cheddar at the vault at thirteen and a half at home against uh, LSU. That shouldn't be a that shouldn't be an issue. I think LSU will play with us for a minute, and then uh, our defense will just put them. You know, take away their will. Um, I look for Tennessee to cover that thirteen and a half with no issues there towards the end. Maybe maybe look at it to be a little twenty something by the time it's over. You know, something like a little eighty seven, sixty sevens. Yeah, I, somewhere I hope, around in there. Jamie, Makes I hope sense. the crowd can get in there and get seated and give them a little juice to start the game. Because, and, and I don't blame the crowd necessarily, but <clears throat> I was coming over. Uh, the Henley Street Bridge before the South Carolina game, and traffic was backed up in every direction. It was a slow arriving crowd because I think it was a six thirty game. Yeah, it's it's seven tonight, and I'm I'm hoping the crowd's a little amped after what just took place in Rupp, and they come in with a little uh, fire and vinegar, if you know what I mean. I feel you, um, you know. But don't worry, uh, Houston. the The good news is I'm 53 years old, and uh, ever since I've been alive, uh, Alco Highway's been under construction. <laughs> so, in about another four decades, that should be a nice little thoroughfare to get over the, the campus. It's always been so, the most you know, dangerous road in town, hasn't it? I mean, dude, that thing has been there. Has a, you can't go from one end of Alco Highway from Blunt County to Knoxville uh, without seeing orange barrels. Uh, I mean, since since I've been alive, uh, but I tell you what, man, if they ever do get it open and ready to roll, it's going to be something. They finally decided to you know spread it out and, and give traffic some room to, you know, to keep from having to rub to race through there. So uh, we'll see, we'll see if they can't get that done. I lived in Atlanta for a couple of years uh, back in the late '90s, and I was shocked how they could pave a seven lane interstate overnight in in a matter of three nights. <laughs> Uh, and around here, we can't do nothing. It takes forty years, but um, but anyway, yeah, I I, I, uh, I usually don't throw I, I usually don't throw my gambling picks out at the you know I'm not jaking them I, I don't I'm not so confident all the time, but I feel I feel thirteen and a half is just a joke tonight. So um, if you're if you're looking for pointers, there you go. Take the balls minus the thirteen and a half. Um, I'm not sure what Auburn's got for Alabama, but you know who I'll be rooting for in that one. Uh, on the way out, guys, Tucker, uh, a little uh, 
What did we find out? Am I am I am I losing? Am I slipping? Yeah, uh, he was the runner up to Bo Jackson. Okay, to Bo Jackson. That I knew. I, I guess that's a that's a miss, but not by a lot. I guess if we're talking horseshoes, yeah, not too far. Uh, all right, fair enough. Uh, Tucker, um, rumor has it, man, you was you ribbing the good mayor earlier today. I mean, ripping him for what? Oh no, yeah, that was Trey. That was Trey. Oh, Trey. Yeah, oh, no, okay. Phil, Phil gave you. out his uh, seat assignment at, at uh, Food City Center tonight. I will be looking for them. <laughs> Told Trey to, uh, if he wanted to discuss anything, he knew where to Woo! find him. So he's going to be clanging the bottles together, asking him to come out and play tonight, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Trey! Trey! Come out to play! <laughs> I love it. All right, guys, what happened to Russ? Is he taking a midweek trip to, to Disney World? Or? No, he's a little under the weather today. A little upper respiratory rest. something, something. Feel better, bro. Y'all hang in there. I'll get back with y'all later. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Well, well I, good, guess, uh, I guess this is where we bid uh, adieu to Tucker. Tucker Tucker's got to brave the next hour and <laughs> ten-minute journey from – three-mile journey from here to the arena. So he can get over there and feed his face. Do you, do you walk? Is that why you have to leave so early? Yes, Houston. Okay. I walk. That makes a little more sense then. This guy. No, he hops in his an hour and forty minutes. His to wagon go out three there, three miles. It's impressive. I mean, you got you park in a good spot, right? Yeah. You got a pass and everything. Yeah. You get to go in off of. How long does it take Palmer? you to walk from your car to the arena? How long before you're? Is inside? it under a minute? Uh, it's probably a little more than a minute. Oh, a little more than a minute. Oh, it's not more than five. No, not more no, than no, five. No. Here's the thing you got to keep in mind with me. And when you I'm walk in on the questions. side of your seat, right? To what? You're like on the court side of your seat when you walk in. You walk in the back door, right? I do. I know where you walk in. So here's the thing you got to remember about me, buddy. Um, when I'm asking questions, I probably know the answers to them. All right? So don't try and lie to me. You go over there. It takes you 10 minutes tops to get over there. Correct? No, it takes more than 10 minutes. 15 tops. 20. Bro, I'm putting you in my life 360. I'm going to keep track of you tonight. <laughs> um, Texas, even if I give you 20, safe. it takes you literally, because I know where you park and I know where you go in. That's five minutes. And then you've got, what do you do for the next hour? That buddy's ain't going to eat itself. Exactly. You hobnob with the other guys on the beat. Yes. He does his little video in the car. And then you hang that's, out with that's like, work. I'll give him work time for that. You hang out with, you know, your boys over there. I got no problem with that. I'm sorry. Gotta beat the crowd, man. Gotta beat the what? Beat the crowd of beat reporters going to town on that buffet. You see these these UT parking people are encouraging people to get there early. They, they sent out like four emails today about it. I'm not kidding. Hmm. Forward him to Russ. He's your boss. Not a great example. I'm just your today, mentor. All right. All right. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and let you exit stage right and get on out of here. Be careful. If we do do a volunteer reaction, feel free to jump in with us. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think Russ is going to be up for Hopefully it. Hopefully, it's a happy one. It will be. I feel good. So, do we think he's sick? Or do you think he's breaking down game film for the championship I've, on Saturday? I, I said it initially. I don't think that eight under film is going to watch itself and break down itself. I think that man is glued to an iPad or a, a, a screen of some kind, and I think he's watching for uh, defensive tendencies and 
How the other team likes to move the basketball. Yeah, because he won't talk about it on air because he's humble. But uh, he is absolutely determined to win this championship. He's he's got a great chance. He's coached them up. They're in prime position. He's got to close the deal. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, for more of the drive after this. You're listening (laughs) – you're listening to us on Tucker Fan Run Radio. can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> the times in the past couple of weeks from what I've watched on officiating weird. calls. Up but, it, I mean, it made a statement. And he knew his team wasn't in any real danger of losing the game, so I thought that was interesting. But, no, I think he had to poop. We got really lucky drawing Doug Shouse at Kentucky. You know, people were panicking about that before the game. I said the I one coach he's going to hate more than any other is probably Cal. He doesn't like Cal. He doesn't like Cal. He doesn't like uh, he, he he doesn't like Cal being out on the floor. Doesn't like the waving and the shenanigans and the kicking and the. It flailing. is crazy how far out on the court they let him, how far out of the box they. I mean, Shaw's put him back in his box. Oh yeah, he sent him back past the line a couple times. Yeah, and then uh, he gave them a bench warning at one point, not like a public you know go to the table and talk about it, but he told them they wanted a foul I think on a walka and didn't get it. Yeah, maybe on a loose ball, and they all stood up and he he told them all he's like sit down, do it again. You're all getting teased. Yeah. I don't I don't find Shouse to be that bad. Mm-mm. Pat Adams, I find bad. Yeah. TV Teddy Valentine, he, he's his He's overdramatic. He's, demo- he's demo- yeah. demonstrative, but he usually calls a pretty good game. He actually always grades out pretty well. The only thing about Teddy is if he makes a call early that the crowd doesn't agree with, he likes to kind of show up the crowd and vice versa if the crowd enjoys a call he made early he kind of plays into that so like really the first call he makes yeah at a, at a home team environment like it feels like he leans that way basically the rest of the game and some of the lesser known guys on these crews that are just horrendous though yeah i'm i, I haven't like dug into it I, the, I the way i see it if i don't know your name you're probably pretty good but there are some guys that i recognize i'm like this guy always messes up there was a big guy in the SEC for a long time. He had big gray hair and a mustache. Yeah. I felt like every time we had him, he was just bagging on well, us. Well, who's the guy that got uh, fired in the NBA? And now he's an oh, yeah. uh, he called one of our games. He's horrible. I forget his name. He called. He was in the South Carolina game. Yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah, he was god-awful. So that's something else that, that – there's a lot of things in college athletics that need to be looked at and fixed. You would so. think fair officiating would be easy – and very important for people to get right, but like I'm really looking for it. Baseballs could explode. College baseball could. Yeah, absolutely. All the money that's there. Well, they better get some good umps when that money starts rolling in. Jeffrey Macy's. Can't believe you remembered his name. I remember his face. Uh, reason it, I remember it because there was a. Uh, she's one of our listeners. She's a sweet kid. Um, she was that kid that was on the i say kid she's a grad student now um she was on that flight and was live tweeting oh yeah you know, i remember the, that the young lady i'm talking about yeah. it went viral i remember him being hilarious. on the flight he, he yeah. saw it and got mad oh god he of turned around he, he turned around and said something to her <laughs> she had to take her twitter private oh god just one of our knucklehead listeners but and we thank you for listening yeah she's one of the 37 so damn right all right, we're going to take our last break of the show as we're winding down here, and we'll be right back after this with the shocking conclusion of the drive here on Fan Run Radio. 
The Drive. Wrapping up here on a, a lazy Wednesday afternoon. Not for you and me. No. Maybe for a couple other people, it's a lazy Wednesday. Is he stuffing his or, face yet? Uh, he hasn't texted me. He, he's walking. I know exactly where he parks, Houston. I know exactly. Oh, I do too. That's where I used to park. And he goes in the back door down there. Yeah, on the side of the arena from his seat. So it's not like he has to walk through you know, up no, the steps. No, he yeah, doesn't have to right go there. up any steps. No, no, no. He's right he there. walks through a curtain. He's right there. Yeah. Uh, He's not in yet, he said. Okay. Must be some traffic. Ain't no damn traffic. Yeah. It's I, zip, I, yeah. zap, zoop. You're over there. Uh, tonight, number six, Tennessee hosts LSU. Tennessee, a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. What's LSU's record? Ah! You had to put me on the spot. Just had it pulled up. One moment, please. Today is Wednesday. LSU twelve and nine, four and four in conference. Who have they? I wonder who they beaten in conference. They in conference play have beaten. They did open with a win at Texas A and M. They won sixty eight to fifty three. Oh yeah. Um. So again, that some which is easily their best road defensive performance. Uh, honestly, probably of the year. They lost 93 to 78 to Auburn. They beat Ole Miss at home 89 to 80. They then lost to Texas A&M by 4. So I wonder if that's a matchup thing for A&M. Uh, at LSU, they went to Georgia and lost by 2 and then they got uh, stroked at Alabama 109 to 88. And then you know, I feel like if you just showed me this before the season started, I'd say wow, they beat Arkansas 95 to 74, but as we've mentioned this week, Arkansas has got some problems. They're not. So, uh, what does Musselman do after this? You think they're going to fire him? I don't think they're going to fire him. I think he wants. I think he wants out. I think he's waiting to see what what they do up there at Louisville. But that's what's weird. It's like, man, you kind of you kind of need a pretty good season to springboard into a better job. I mean, Arkansas, granted, lately has not been all that great until he got there. But that's a a very rich program. Like yeah. historically and tradition wise, that's a. Oh, you can win a natty up there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I don't have five keys to the game, but following the victory at Kentucky, I did have a couple of questions. Are Josiah and Zakai back? Hmm. That was a pretty emphatic performance by the duo in one of the toughest places uh, to play in the country. Zakai, yes. Triple J, I'm gonna need to see it, man, because that's I one agree. of the things. The only knock I have, and it's not even really. He just at times has been inconsistent in yeah. his career here. He's not the only one. Um, Camwa was terribly inconsistent, but he's tearing it up. Is he? I haven't been keeping up. Yeah, he'd really be helping us this year. I know a lot of people said go ahead and get. He'd be a really nice piece on this team yeah especially going up against the hunter dickinson's the eds the baycott's yeah. the teams that have given us trouble tolu smith yeah you know guys like that it'd be nice to have another big guy who could who could actually play not just get in there and foul he was around. and he was built different than they do he was he was more physical bigger yeah he he was like a really big guard too like 
could run, could jump, good athlete, a little bit, yeah. you know what I'm saying, just a little bit different athletic style than Adu. I'm not knocking Adu. I think he was, he's had a great he season. big old broad-shouldered yeah, cut. muscle. Yeah, solid muscle. Strong. So, But anyhow, that's can't cry over spilt milk. He's not here. So, But he's, he's doing a good job. Next question for you. After Kentucky, do we think that Dalton Connect kind of slides into the fold of what this team looked like at Kentucky, or do we think we still see those breakout 30- to 40-point Oh, games? I think he's still capable of that. It, it just depends on what teams are going to want to do. I mean, pick your poison. I agree. Because if you, if you play, if you gear your whole defensive attack to stopping him – Kentucky. Um, the other guys are going to feast. I mean, you've got – there's no way that Vescovy, Ganey, Zakai, Triple J, Jemai, all those guys are going to be off. And if you play defense the way Kentucky did, guys are going to be open. So – and if you – and then we're saying that Connect still got – and I know a lot of them were free throws. Four yeah. of them were free throws at the end of the game, I think. But, I mean, he still made big plays uh, left and right. Yeah. You know – killer on those inbound play at one dunk well two is the same play back to back and yeah. he got i mean literally the exact and he same still play. got shots his three just didn't go down the other night yeah he, he hit the one that was awesome but missed a couple yeah he missed six i think he went two for eight from three Ooh. i'm fairly certain don't quote me on that i thought that was the status saw. it's been a few days but that's fair it was but i mean, mean if, it, it if, was one or let, two let, that he let's, hit let, let's say Four of those go down. He's six of eight, which he's done that. Oh, yeah. Then you're looking at close to another 30-point game. Yeah. And we probably beat them, you know, like 120 to, to 90, 92, or whatever I've, it was. I've had a running theory on Josiah for a while. The first shot, Bear. Oh, there's it'll, a lot of guys like that. It'll, yeah. tell you, it'll tell you the story for the rest of the game. Against Kentucky, he gets the open three, buries it, goes on to have a career high. If he misses the first, and especially if he then misses the second, might want to might want to look in a different direction. I, I've never I've never seen a more fearless shooter than Jordan Ganey. Oh yeah, he doesn't care. I mean, like the Jack Man. Sometimes to the point where you're like, dude, that was way too quick. Yeah. But then if it goes in, I don't really care. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the Jack Man because he will keep jacking him up and jacking him up and jacking him up until you put him on the bench or tell him you're done. Yeah. Which I admire, I admire the confidence as a former shooter myself. Like sometimes so the deacon's gotta, like, "Hey, red light." <laughs> what was it? Was it Carr the other night? Throws the oop, then shoots a three, and Deacon's just like, "All right, <laughs> give me Vaughn." That was Go. a hell of an oop, though. That was a, that was a great play. It was fantastic. Ganey had some big play. Man, the, one of the biggest rebounds of the game was Ganey. He snatched that thing with with authority. He's done that a few times this year, keeping balls alive, saving them, getting getting like saving passes to the right guy, and getting the play set up. I mean, he's. I, I didn't know what to expect when we signed Ganey. I thought, uh, is this like a coach's kid favor type thing? He's he's made plays to help you win some big games. Yeah. Oh, he totally earned that. I've gone back one more time and looked, and he, he said several of the magic words that they have told everybody you can't say anymore. Hey, we're a bunch of nice guys, but you pick a fight, uh, I probably wouldn't want to face up against this team. Ganey, quickly, even with his sometimes spotty three-point shooting, one of my favorites. I just like guys that have personality and a little fire, a little attitude. <laughs> a little smile. What can I say? Uh, the smile, him and Zakai with the smiling and clapping. Yeah, and just like, yeah, you're not yeah. you're not going to intimidate us, pal. Just keep talking. Yeah. Keep talking. It's still weird. Yeah, we it? see that a lot in here. It's the same type of behaviors. Yeah. 
Still weird that that guy kissed uh, Awaka, though. I can't. He did kiss him. Hey, yeah, 100%. That is so weird. 100%. I went back and watched it from a couple different I mean, angles. Awaka's a handsome, he's a boyishly handsome. <laughs> I don't think that, I wouldn't want to kiss him, but that's just me. Well, no, me either, but. Yeah. I uh, definitely want, I would not want him grabbing on me. <laughs> it's two days in a row with you saying I wouldn't want someone grabbing on me. Who was the other one? Who was it yesterday? Another, it's just famous. I wouldn't want him grabbing somebody. What do you think about him, Bear? I wouldn't want him grabbing on me. I'll tell you that. Last two things tonight. Stay focused for Tennessee. I think they win this game. And if they can stop LSU's Jordan Wright, they are, uh, they're in good shape. All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, for Houston and Tucker, this has been Bear and The Drive. We'll be back tomorrow, 3 p.m.